With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode here of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my sick co-host Alex. We are here to talk New York Giants football and like I said, even when he's not feeling well, he's here with me. Again, my name is Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. We welcome you into another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. If you are new or if you've been here for a little bit, we do previews and recaps every game in the Giants season and well, it's come to an end because no, 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 the Giants aren't making the playoffs. What do you think this is? Uh, we are going to end the season with either four or five wins, both bad, whatever it is. Uh, this is going to be the last game preview of the season. And I know Alex is, is going to be crying by the end of this episode because he's so sad that the season's ending for the Giants. It's just, it's just so emotional. I mean, we're both so emotional. It's unbelievable. No, this team suck this year we're gonna get into all of it i mean maybe we'll do more of like the in-depth full season review and the recap or probably the episode after the recap where we kind of digest everything that happened and then do like a season like 2021 22 season recap and so you know we talk about all the events in full the injuries the uh Kadarius tony punching dallas cowboy players <laughs> you know we, we go back and we talk about everything Daniel Jones injury, Saquon, but we'll, we'll talk about all of it. I think, I think that sounds good. We'll do like a season recap episode. But anyway, I'm already planning ahead here. 
let me let in my co-host Alex. Alex, uh, I already addressed the the elephant in the room here, not feeling so well, but how are you doing? I'm doing okay. The grind continues. And uh, I do got to say the that whatever you mentioned, the end of season recap where we look at the whole season of hell is probably not a date I'm excited and looking forward to on my calendar, but we will be doing that anyway. I, I don't it's exciting kind of it's almost exciting you know we're we're almost done with previewing this team you know i i see over here on our notes we have the big neck mike glennon hopefully i won't have to see his annoying face again i won't have to see jake from state farm again it's just it's it's nice and refreshing and hopefully we won't have to see joe judge again but i have a feeling we will and uh obviously next week's going to be a bit interesting we'll probably do something uh, I don't know. We got to figure out what we want to do right after the game. We'll probably have like a, a reaction right after the game, right after a press conference, assuming we lose by about 50. And then because Monday there should be some changes, probably the announcement of Dave Gettleman's retirement. If Joe judge is going to be relieved of his duties, Joe judge being relieved of his duties. So we'll probably, we might either have a double episode or we might make one episode. We'll have to see what happens there. So stay tuned. Cause there'll be a lot, a lot, maybe a little bit extra content. Uh, over the next few days where all this stuff is going to be happening. And I mean, I keep on teasing it. I think we should save what we're going to talk about because we both now mentioned it. We have a lot to cover still. So I think talking about what we're doing is the last thing we talk about in this episode, maybe. And then, so we'll, we'll address that at the end of the episode. But I know I keep on teasing it saying, oh yeah, we got a lot of content off season, but like yeah. we do. Like, yeah. I don't think you understand. Like, you know, Alex and I have started our scouting process you know we're not nfl scouts but we're, we we're, we do our research right we take ourselves professional we want to make sure that we're giving you the best information that we actually know we're not just saying bs here and there right so i started my draft prep today uh which is so sad that i'm starting my draft prep on january 6th and the draft isn't until the end of april and alex started his earlier this week so maybe on the whatever, third or fourth of January. And so I did my quarterbacks. I'm doing like my top three at each position. I don't know if we're going to do that in the video or an episode, but I'm just, I just want to have it ready. So each position I'm going through, I'm picking my top three. I'm just getting a bunch of stuff on those guys. So I've went through Kenny Pickett and I went through the guy from Old Miss. That Matt Alex, Corral. Right? Yeah, yeah. Alex is already, he's already in depth. He's got it all in his mind already. And Alex, what did you, how many, like what players have you done so far? I've just kind of gone through casually. I'm thinking starting with the QB position is the right move because that is kind of like, you know, we'll see what's there. Do we have something there? So I've looked at a few guys at the QB position, a few of the guys you mentioned, a couple others. And uh, and really, besides that, no one really else besides uh, Kyle Hamilton, who I've looked at a bit because of I'm kind of going from the top of the big board, who's supposedly the best player in the class. And uh moving on from there. So yeah, we're going to do that. We still have three months, luckily. Um, and well, almost sadly, considering how much time that is, but, uh, I'm excited. The draft's always a fun time. Really enjoy the draft. I'm looking forward to the day that I don't enjoy the draft as much, which is probably going to be when we have the 32nd pick one day. Um, you know, when there's less excitement about it, but that won't be for a while. So I, I still love the draft. The draft's a lot of fun and looking into all these prospects, looking into, you know, deeper background about all of them. Certainly exciting, but it's really sad. We're here week 18 and we're tar talking about the draft for the first five minutes of the episode. Really sad. Seriously. 
Um, and I know you're a big fan of Mr. Hamilton. And, I'm a big uh, fan of Hamilton, but we'll we'll see what the positional situation. You know, I haven't looked at everyone yet. Okay, we gotta save it. We gotta we save gotta it. save it. So let's start out with Joe Judge, and we got a quote from him. He actually came back on Monday, I think, in a call that he had with the media. You know how he stated in his 11-minute rant on Sunday, responding to uh, like what fans should look forward to about this Giants team. Like, what are the positives? Well, one of one of the the quotes that the media took out of that and fans is that Joe Judge mentioned, "Oh yeah, you know, I got players, I got players hitting my line, I I got players calling me saying who who went to other teams who's getting paid more money that was on this team last year, saying how much they want to be back or whatever." Something along those lines. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, what I would say, funny enough about this, is someone on Twitter, I believe, went through, made a list of those possible players who could be, if if he's telling the truth, which we pretty much all know he's not. If he was telling the truth, which players are getting paid more money and are at different teams? And I think the list was like Dalvin Tomlinson, Kyler Fackrell, and I believe I want to say, who was the third? Um, Marcus Golden, right? I think those were the three players who were getting paid more. And all of those guys are contending, if not already, in the playoffs. I, I don't I don't know what, what Joe Judge is talking about, basically. Like, why the hell would they want to be on the 4-12 and 12 Giants? They're getting paid more, in some cases two, three times more. And yet, they want to come back to the Giants where we're winning four games a season because of the culture in parentheses in quotation marks the culture i this is i hate how he freaking talks about the culture constantly i don't care if people are punching each other in the locker rooms yes is that a little bit disturbing yes that is but if we're going to the super bowl every year and we have a few nasty people in the locker room i'm not in the locker room it doesn't affect me i want to win okay i just want to win you want to have a playoff team, and I and yes. I get that, Alex. Right. Uh, you want to contend for something, and that's not happening anytime in the near future, it seems like. But uh, let's hear Joe Judge on Monday responding to uh, this question following what he said on Sunday. Long, long, long intro here, but the following what he said on Sunday about players wanting to return to this team who have been paid more than other teams. Well, I would say this. I wouldn't want to try to identify names, and I think it would be pure speculation. Uh, look, it's a small league. Keep in touch with a lot of players we've coached elsewhere. You know, there's obviously there's very things that we're very careful with tampering, and we never try to get anything in that mix. But look, everyone supports each other. You know, you have guys have good games from across the way. You may shoot them a text and say, "Hey, man, like the way you played, you know, certain technique or a certain play, keep it going." Guys reach back out to you. Uh, look, there's a number of players that have been here through the years. I'm not going to go into individuals right now. I'm not going to try to open up that you know kind of chapter of you know guessing what it may be. But I just know that you know. We have a strong culture. There's players from other teams that I know reach out to our players currently. have reached out to me as well through different avenues. Um, nothing that needs to be looked into or anything of that nature. But, look, I know it's a place that players want to play. Okay? I know it's a place that players want to play. It's a place a lot of players are going to want to play for a long time. So I'm going to leave it at that. And funny enough, Alex, alluding on top of what he said here, I don't know, again, like you were saying earlier, why would players on other teams – you know, who are making the playoffs want to come back to the New York Giants because the Giants right now are tied with the Jets. Funny enough, both teams share MetLife Stadium equally for the worst record in the NFL over the last five seasons of 22 and 58. And those stats came after 
the boat pick. And we have a second boat pick now from this past offseason regarding, you know, Sterling Shepard, all the wire series. We talked about it last episode, I think, or two episodes ago. But the boat pick part two is out. And how much will it affect this Giants team? We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Maybe it's already 0-1. Already 0-1. So <laughs> it's not looking good so far. Well, you know who else is uh, is counting his losses right now? <laughs> the offensive lineman, former first-round pick in 2020, Isaiah Wilson, who Coach Shale, Rob Shale, right, the uh, offensive line coach for the New York Giants, came out and said, not so good stuff about Wilson, who was actually supposed to come in for the no injured. Comment. No comment. Like, wait, that's not good. No comment. But then he talked about it a little bit, I think. I don't remember exactly what he said. Uh, but he was supposed to relieve Matt Parrott after Parrott got injured. So it's like, okay, he'll come in. Well, doesn't look like he's playing. And, you know, whatever. It's, it, I mean, the, the offensive line was already bad. And now with, like, backups and injuries, all that good stuff. Well, not good stuff. All that bad stuff. Um, it hasn't gotten any better. Let's just say that. Mike Glennon's still awful, and he was against the Bears, so don't even blame the offensive line fully. But anyway, the Giants cut former first-round pick Isaiah Wilson. That's, I believe, now his fourth team that he's been cut by. A first-round pick has been cut four times two years after he was drafted, I want to say, right? Two seasons after he's he's been drafted. I mean, it's not even the end of his second season, but still, that's that's sad. I mean... Obviously, this uh, this thing that we talked about, Alex, we had a little bit of argument slash conversation was, um, you know, what the the deal is behind the scenes, what their the attitude is, you know, if there's any, what is it, like red flags or, or whatever you want to call it, with the players, uh, you know, listening in meetings and things of that nature. I, there's like a word, but I, I can't think of it right now. But because he slept through meetings, that was one of the main reasons why the Giants uh, did, in fact, cut him. So there's that. And now on to more injury news. Unless, Alex, you comment on Wilson? Not really. It's unfortunate. It's upsetting. DeAndre Baker vibes. Yeah, and, seriously. Uh, yeah, that's it. But Josh was making a good point earlier uh, before we started recording. I mean, Joe Judge, if his meetings are any bit like his press conferences, other than the last press conference then I'd be probably sleeping too. So I guess we'll give it to the him. But he's also, this is also his job, right? Our job is not that. So I do wonder, Alex, because like if he preaches the same thing every week in his meetings, like guys, you got to be tough. We got to be physical. We got to play for the 60 minutes. Like, does anyone raise their hand and be like, coach, you said that last week and it didn't happen. Like, does anyone, does anyone like stand up for themselves? I can imagine Kadarius Tony like raising his hand and being like, what, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like me. These coaches, some clowns. Anyway, uh, I can imagine I, him doing it, but whatever. I doubt he does. I, I mean, who knows, right? I, and speaking of Kadarius, Tony Alex, thank you for that transition because it looks like his season's over. And I mean, besides a few really good catches, I mean, two really good games, maybe that's it. You know, his season's over. And I want to say that successful year one, that's up to interpretation, but I would have to say no due to the injuries and the whole thing of asking for the ball more, and it's just not so good. I mean, in his first season in the NFL, Kadarius Tony was in how many games? I mean, it says here that he was in 10 games. For the games he played, I 10 thought... 10 games, 39 receptions, 420 yards, and finished the season without a touchdown. Sorry, Alex, go ahead. 
I think we've got something there with Kadarius Tony. We haven't used him right, which is the main problem. You can blame that on whoever you want to blame it on. Poor quarterback play. Jason Garrett, Joe Judge, not being aggressive. I I gotta be honest. I am shocked. I saw this, I believe, twice all season. We've seen him twice in the backfield. Only tw- twice. That's it. You saw him at Florida. If you watch any of his Florida tape, he was in the backfield constantly. You saw him moving around. He was like their, you know, other than Kyle Pitts, he was like their X factor. I don't understand. I don't know whether it's the lack of creativity. We even saw with the Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown, we saw him at uh, at a, at halfback. Why can we not put Kadarius Toney, who's actually has experience there? He's shifty. Why are we not using him, especially with our poor offensive line? I will never get it. The offensive play caller, if Joe Judge stays, needs to improve drastically because we have talent here. I don't know how many times I have to say it. I've said this, I give the same speech like 50 times an episode. We have talent. Kadarius Tony has talent. We we aren't using Kadarius Tony right. We aren't using Kenny Galladay right. We aren't even using someone like Evan Ingram right, who has talent as well, right? We, you know, we all joke about his drops, but Evan Ingram has talent. We don't use Darius Slayton properly. We just don't use any of our offensive pieces effectively. We don't use Saquon Barkley properly. That's the biggest problem. We have pieces. We're not using them properly. And obviously the offensive line doesn't help and poor quarterback play certainly doesn't help. And that alludes to the fact of what are we going to talk about on Monday when no coaches of the Giants get fired? Like what happens? What do we do when we hop on the mics and we say, all right, it's uh, this is the day where coaches get fired and no Giants coaches got fired. The only thing we heard about today is that Dave Gunnaman has stepped down as the GM and the Giants look for their search. They open it up. Most likely front runner is Kevin Abrams right now and following him is a few other guys that will probably not get the GM job because Kevin Abrams is in-house and that's what the Giants are going to do. I mean, like, what are we going to do, right? Like, what's... I don't think they're going to fire Judge on Monday. I will say that. They're not going to fire him with Gettleman. They're going to hire GM. So we're going to have to wait till the GM gets hired to see what happens. It's going to be the thing. Um, So we'll have to see what happens there. I don't think I don't think Abrams is going to be the GM. I know I've been joking about it a lot. I don't think they're going to do that. I I really hope they don't do that. Right. I don't think they're going to do that. We'll have to see. You know, they're going to, they always list the candidates who come in. Just know they're going to interview Kevin Abrams and that's what's going to freak everyone out because they are going to interview him. And they're going to interview the other guy, the other guy from Lewis the Lions Reddick. already. No, no, no. The guy in house who's from the Lions, the other guy, the head of player personnel something or another from the lines that we picked up last year is ties to judge. We're going to interview him. Those two guys, no one wants, but um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they move quickly because we need to move quickly, especially if we want a coach because there's not really as many coaching options out there this year as there were maybe in the last couple of years. So definitely something to look into. And the Jim Harbaugh uh, news has come out, obviously considering that he might be willing to come back to the NFL with him, though, I think you're almost giving him like a GM head coaching role where he's kind of like the Bill Belichick of the team where he makes all the player personnel decisions uh, throughout the whole team. So that's an interesting thing. I don't think Harbaugh is going to come to the Giants. I think he's settled in the Midwest. If I were to guess, he would. if he were to come back in the NFL, he would stay somewhere near there. But uh, interesting, another person to think about. But I don't think uh, he's going to go for it because he doesn't want Mara judging and making all the decisions on top of him. So I don't know why anyone would, 
you know, Mara's going to have to promise to some of these GM candidates, hey, I'm not going to step in. It's not, is it Jesse Armstead? Is that, your, is that what you're talking about? The assistant? No, it's, um, what's his name? I mean, I can go through the list. There's uh, Charles, no, that's Charles. That's his son, right? Steve Tish, I assume. He's like a vice president of. Ed Triggs? No, 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 no. Here, I got it. It'll be. Here, let me, I'll move on. Um, yeah, you move on. I'll talk about that. To mention, I think I was going to go to it earlier. Uh, to go to an injury, Ellerson Smith has been placed on the IR with a neck injury, which means he's out for the rest of the season. Another first-round pick that has been injured most of the year, or not first-round pick, but draft pick, who's been injured for most of the year, haven't really been able to see Smith thrive on this New York Giants defense. So hopefully we get to see that next year in 2022, or this year, but next season in 2022. Right Kyle O'Brien. Kyle O'Brien for everyone. Kyle O'Brien, um, college scouting, senior personnel executive. We brought him in from the Lions. He has past ties with the Patriots. Uh, that's what the guy I was mentioning. And speaking of the draft, the Giants still projected to have the fifth pick. And now with the Bears winning against the Giants, they are projected to have the eighth pick, which is obviously our pick. So we would have the fifth and the eighth if the NFL ended today. Let's get into quarterbacks. And I want to first start out with the Giants and then we can move outside because Baker Mayfield might be leaving the uh, Cleveland Browns. And how funny would it be if he came to the New York Giants after making comments about quarterback Daniel Jones, the quarterback right now starting uh, when he's healthy of the New York Giants. So let's start out with Glennon. He had a left wrist injury and it requires surgery. So he's out uh, for the season finale against Washington. And as a result, Joe Judge is going with the practice squad addition that the Giants picked up this year from the Buffalo Bills, Jake Fromm. He's going to be the starter. Judge already announced it. What happened, Judge? Not doing a competition this week? We're not going to, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to try and give ourselves the upper hand and not release it until Saturday? I mean, what happened? At least have the practice squad guy that we have right now. Is that still Brian Lewarki? I don't even know. What about Brian Lewarki? Maybe he should start. Let's let's throw it up to a competition. No competition this week, Joe Judge says. No competition, guys. We're going with Fromm. So Fromm is going to be your starter for the New York Giants this week. And now let's go to Baker Mayfield. So he wants out in Cleveland, quote unquote. He might want out in Cleveland. The Giants obviously need a quarterback. They've been rumored to trade for Russell Wilson. They've been rumored to, I don't know, look at Derek Carr. So obviously when you hear another quarterback that's looking to get out of somewhere, the Giants are included because obviously they'll get clicks. Whoever writes about them, because they have a big franchise, and I mean that's and and also I mean they could be a potential landing spot for a quarterback in a trade. I mean Alex, you're going to shut this right down. I know it, so I'll get to it first, and then you can shut it right down. My thoughts on Baker Mayfield is this: there's no point in overpaying for an maybe average to below average quarterback in Baker Mayfield when he has the right options. I mean, he, we, we seen him with the right options of Austin Hooper, David and Joku, Odell Beckham. Everyone was like, when they signed all these guys, Oh my God, their offense is extremely explosive. And then nothing. I mean, they really did not do anything besides the playoff run last year. Right. I think that they were in the playoffs last year. And I mean, they, they got a win in the wild card. I'm sorry. I don't even remember. It was a year ago now, but I remember they were in the playoffs, and I think they did get one win. Maybe it was a wild card. Maybe it was the divisional. But I can't. I don't think they were in the conference last year. So I think it was a wild card. So anyway, you can give your shutdown real quick to uh, the Baker Mayfield rumors. 
I want none of Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is an average quarterback. No reason to give up any capital for Baker Mayfield. That's it. That's all I have to say. But would I be furious if we got him for like a seventh round pick? No. Uh, I think he's a slight, slight upgrade on Daniel Jones. So, yeah. I mean, if you can give up a low-level pick and get him, then sure. But I don't want to get him and then sign him to a long-term extension or whatever uh, that you'd probably need to do. So, not not really interested, as Josh predicted. <laughs> Yep, and uh, I, I forgot to mention, I had Mike Lennon's stat line here. So this is who the Giants prioritize in the offseason to get as their backup quarterback. Not to keep Colt McCoy, not saying he was amazing, but instead of signing any other backup of the NFL at the time, they signed Mike Lennon, who this year in six games, obviously didn't win a single one of them, I believe. 53% completion percentage, 790 yards, four touchdowns, 10 interceptions. A four to 10 touchdown interception ratio that's unbelievable i mean i guess what a backup you expect but he's the worst quarterback in the nfl debatably i mean it's unbelievable patrick graham on joe judge he had a press conference today i want to say on thursday when we're recording this episode he said quote i'm here because of joe i trust joe's vision which again a coach cannot go out and you know talk badly about his head coach right it's not gonna happen you can't do it so, I mean, okay, words from our defensive coordinator who could very well look for a head coaching job this offseason, which Alex, you have alluded on to say, go for it, you know, PG, go, Patrick Graham, go for it, go look for a head coaching job. You deserve better than being on the Shines team. It's unbelievable uh, how bad this team is. So go look, look for, for another defensive coordinator job. My God, like if you can't get a head coaching job, just go anywhere and just go anywhere, please save yourself. <laughs> Especially if Joe Judge and uh, Kevin Abrams are here, or some goofiness. Get just save yourself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree. And then we have Chris Myrak was waived. Uh, so I mean, I think it was a special team. Oh no, no, he's at backup tight end, right? So he was waived by the New York Giants. And I think that's everything that we've that we've got here. Unfortunately, there is a lot to talk about, but not extremely much. Where it. Uh, takes over our our whole length of an episode so i'm ready to go to the uh, nfl picks and we can get into our x factor against the washington football team if you're ready yeah um i'm all we do injury report first right yeah we do injury report yeah let's do injury report first we have more injuries than you could possibly imagine um it's a list so long that it looks like a whole report of like the whole team but anyway Saquon Barkley, um, he has an ankle injury, as we all know. He's been out like this for a few weeks now. Limited practice both days. Corey Cunningham, COVID ramp up, limited practice both days. Colin Gillespie did not practice both days with knee injury. Mike Glennon, we mentioned already, he's done for the season. Will Hernandez, ankle, limited practice both days. Austin Johnson, foot, did not practice both days. Colin Johnson, hamstring, did not practice Wednesday, limited practice Thursday. Dexter Lawrence, COVID ramp up, did not practice Wednesday. Uh, limited practice Thursday. John Ross knee did not practice both days. Kyle Rudolph ankle limited practice both days. Danny Shelton COVID ramp up limited practice both days. Darius Slayton shoulder slash COVID ramp up limited practice both days. Ellerson Smith did not practice both days. He was placed on the IR. Andrew Thomas 
shoulder, limited practice both days. Kadarius Tony limited practice on Wednesday and did not practice on Thursday with a shoulder injury. Lorenzo Carter did not practice on Thursday with an illness. Whew. That's a lot of injuries. Washington football team has a slightly shorter list of injuries, so that's good. Sadiq Charles, tackle, knee injury, did not practice both days. Curtis Samuel, uh, hamstring, did not practice both days. Ricky Seals-Jones, concussion, did not practice both days. Montez Sweat, uh, personal, did not practice both days. Sam Cosme, uh, guard, limited practice Wednesday, full practice Thursday. Antonio Gibson, running back, limited practice both days. Uh, and, uh, James Smith Williams defensive end has an illness, did not, uh, or a limited practice on Thursday and Samis Reyes tight end limited practice on Thursday with a hamstring injury. So quite a few injuries for both teams, obviously one a bit longer than the other. Let's hope Andrew Thomas, let's hope Lorenzo Carter, let's hope, uh, Dexter Lawrence, you know, those are some of the key names that we really want to see playing. I mean, I, we want to see playing just the games at least somewhat interesting. Not that it really matters. Uh, if, you, you know, want them not, to finish out the yeah. season strong. Yeah, exactly. There we go. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. So now we'll go to our NFL picks and then circle back around, finish out this game talk when it comes to the Washington football team, give our score prediction, give our X factor on the Washington football team, which is not the easiest thing to do, Alex. I mean, I was looking through their guys and it, I mean, it, not say, I mean, we can't talk, you know, New York Giants fans, but. It's not as it's not as big of a list as the teams we played uh, prior to this game. Anyway, uh, let's start out with the Saturday games. We have the Chiefs and Broncos. We both have the Chiefs winning that one. Cowboys, Eagles, both have the Cowboys. We have the Bengals and the Browns. We both have the Bengals. You know, Alex, I mentioned before recording, he talked this whole season. Bengals, most overrated team in the NFL, most overrated team in the NFL, and yet he still won't change his point. They're going Joe into the and their offense is the real deal. Their defense, I'm still suspect about. That's why I'm saying they're overrated. Yet they're still going to the playoffs. They've clinched. They're in. I agree. And I got to give them respect. Got to give them respect. But we'll call them the most overrated team in the NFL. I think they're still going to lose in the playoffs very early on because their defense, I don't think, is going to be able to stop some of the high-powered offenses in the AFC. All right, we'll have to see. Uh, Steelers Ravens. This is a big one. Big Ben's final game in his career. Steelers. Alex has them winning. I I don't have the uh power story to hit the headlines on Monday morning. That's going to be a Ravens win. We'll have to see though. Then you're the Packers versus the Lions. Who's more hungry? I would have to say the Packers. Either Aaron Rodgers or no Aaron Rodgers. Colts Jaguars. Uh, we both have the Colts. Bears Vikings. We both mentioned it. Oh, yeah, we could see the Bears maybe squeaking this one out. Both teams don't have anything to play for playoff-wise, although we both picked the Vikings. Then you have the Titans and Texans. In that game, we both have the Titans winning. And Alex, I send it to you for the 4 o'clock window and beyond. Falcons, Saints. I have the Falcons. Josh has the Saints. Uh, Who do we have next? Cardinals, Seahawks. We both have the Cardinals. Bills, Jets. We both have the Bills. Bucks, Panthers. We both have the Bucks. Patriots, Dolphins, we both have the Patriots. 49ers, Rams, 49ers still have not clinched a playoff spot. Um, so I think the 49ers are going to win this. They're going to be playing hard and for their lives this Sunday. So I have them. Josh has the Rams and Chargers, Raiders. The win, you win, you go to the playoffs, you lose, you're out. Uh, I have the Chargers. Josh has the Raiders. Interesting. Uh, I is think that the, the Raiders. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 
I was just going to say, I think the Raiders choke sometimes in uh, big games, but hey, we'll see. So do the Chargers, right? <laughs> Primetime football, 8 o'clock on Sunday. That's got to be the most anticipated game of the week, no? I mean, I can't, I, I know there's a unless few other. The, uh, unless the Jaguars win, and then there's the whole, they can both like kneel 15 times each tie the game and they both go to the playoffs. That's not happening, by the way. Just letting it even if the Jaguars win, these guys are rivals. They don't want that to happen. They'll take their chances, I think. But you would agree though, before before regarding disregarding the joke, would you agree this is the most anticipated game of the yes, week? Yes, for sure. For sure. Okay. All right, cool. Let's go to the uh, X factors. I know. All right, I'll, I'm going to mine first. This is like the first time like three weeks I've been able to go to mine first. Alex is not steal it. Although I don't know if he's thinking this guy. Although you mentioned him on the IR, he did have a limited practice on Thursday, and he'll have a few more before the game. I think, right? Don't say practice on Saturdays or just Fridays. He'll have one more. Fridays, yeah. Yeah. He'll have one more to be okay, and I think that's going to be it. Antonio Gibson leads the team rushing with 891 rushing yards, and he has six touchdowns on the season. I think that he can destroy this Giants defense if they're not ready for it, which they might not be. I mean, it's a Giants defense. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say because I think with what Pat Graham has been given, he's been pretty good defensively. I know you can't say, oh, yeah, they scored 29 against it. But it's like they're done. I mean, you could tell the Giants, they're, I mean, the whole team itself, they're not giving any effort on the field. They're done. Everyone's done. It's not just the fans. It looks like the players because you can tell on the field. They're just they're, they want the season to be over just like we do. So I'm going to have to give it to Antonio Gibson. Alex, your X factor. Terry McLaurin, um, I know it's kind of a basic one. He destroys the Giants every time we play him. I think he's a solid receiver, and uh, he's really one of the only offensive weapons besides Antonio Gibson that uh, Washington have, so I'm going to mention him. I might have said Curtis Samuel, but he's out most likely. So, uh, yeah, Terry McLaurin for me. And I'll, I guess I'll go right to the uh, score predictions here. I'm going to go 20-6. to six. Uh Washington win. I don't think we're going to lose that badly because I don't think Washington are that good to put up like 40 points on us, but I think they'll still beat us handedly. 20 to 6 win. Oh, so you, you think that Graham Gano can get two field goals this game? Because last game he only got one, Alex. So you got to be yeah, careful. Yeah, two field goals. Oh, two field goals. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. Jake, Jake from State Farm will take us down the field. Don't worry. Jake from State Farm is going to take us down the field and scores a touchdown, Alex, because the Giants will still get that one field goal. They're going to get 10 points in this game. Very, very exciting stuff coming from my score prediction. 10 points for the Giants. 24 for the Washington football team. A 24-10 win. You think we're going to, again, like, what do you what do you think we're going to do? Predict a Giants victory to have us finish with five wins on the season? That's not what we're about, okay? So that's going to be it for our um, preview and prediction to this game against the Washington football team. I would say the last two or three preview episodes has been half preview, half Giants news and other topics. Uh, regarding the New York Giants, because we can't do a full preview for 30 minutes or so when this team is so bad. Uh, so let's, Alex, now this is the fun part, actually. This is projecting into the future. What are we going to do, right? So we were saying earlier in the episode, we have a lot lined up for off-season content and draft videos and all that stuff. If you're active on social media as well as YouTube, please go subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Giant Take Podcast on YouTube, which all of our game recaps are up on there, as well as really cool content video-wise that you should go check out. And that's going to be a prime base where we're going to get to do you know, draft stuff. So Alex, let's just, let's just plan this out for the next week because I think I don't want to plan past that. Okay, So on Sunday, I think we have to do a, re- a recap. 
We have to do yes. it Giants versus yes. we're not going to end that streak because we've done it for every game this season, I believe. So Giants versus Washington recap. Look forward to that on Monday. Right? And you can check it out on the YouTube a little bit earlier if you want to do that. It's most likely going to be out Sunday nights on YouTube, so you can go check that out. But you can listen, of course, starting Monday morning. And then do we want to do Wednesday, the season recap, which can be an, an episode? Oh, dog's barking. But you want to do the season recap on Wednesday? What do you want? To, what are you thinking? Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. So I, I, I kind of want to do the season recap once we have an idea. I don't know when the Giants are going to make their decisions on certain things. Because, you know, I bet you they're going to have like a whole like out, out, going out press conference. They're going to throw Dave Gettleman a party or something because, you know, maybe John Morrow will give him a nice medium soda. I, I don't know what exactly is going to happen. He should be gone Sunday at four. Well, he should be gone already, if we're being honest. But I, I don't know exactly what's going to go on. But yeah, after he gets released and we kind of see a plan of maybe what the hell is going on with this team. So probably like early, like mid to late week. Yeah, I'd say that, like Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, I would say midweek. And then we can also, we'll, we'll let you know here on the podcast, of course, what we're doing content-wise. We've been teasing it for weeks now, The if we were the GM video. That is going to come out, I think, we might do it once Gettleman's gone because then it's like a free spot. But it's definitely going to yeah. come sooner than later. Yes, um, I within know the next week, assuming Gettleman's gone, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. But anyway, okay, so look forward First to our Giants versus uh, Washington recap coming on Monday. And from there, obviously, we'll update you as the time goes on. But yes, a lot of offseason content, a lot of draft content coming up. We're doing our draft stuff. We're prepping. We're prepping. Anyway, uh, you can go follow us everywhere. Uh, the Giant Take Pod, that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all by the name of Giant Take Pod. So you can find us on all of those platforms as well as, like I already mentioned, subscribe on YouTube at the Giant Take Podcast. Subscribe wherever you're listening which is also the Giant Take Pod podcast, obviously. So subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the main two if you're listening anywhere else. That's also super cool. Subscribe there on Apple Podcasts. You can give us five stars, rating and or review. And then follow Alex on Twitter at anorian 23 I'm on Twitter at joshola 29 And I think I got everything besides one. And that is for all the links that you listen to this podcast or watch on YouTube. You can go to shipitstudios.com slash the giant take that shipitstudios.com slash the giant take and find out everywhere you can listen. And that's going to be it from me. And I'll leave Alex to close it out. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This is the final preview of the year. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. And we'll have the final recap of the year out on Sunday slash Monday, depending on where you listen. So uh, thank you, everyone. And we'll see you all next time. I'm not going to say my usual thing about how the hopefully after a Giants win because it's not even worth saying anymore. So we'll see you next time after a Giants loss. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? 
Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.